0: Safm's Beck and Soda. Good morning, South Australia. Good morning, Soda, and your massive cup of—is that instant? Coffee? No, I've
1: got—I've got instant coffee today. I've—you've cha- changed me. <laughs> I've cha- I, you you got to remember, before I started working with you, I had not had any coffee since 1997. I'm like a gateway drug. <laughs> you are, and now I've got—I've got a mug which essentially <laughs> looks like a soup bowl. Full of um, instant coffee that I just stirred with my finger, um, oh, oh. and it's quite hot. Uh, but you have you have changed my life um, hey, in so many ways. Because that's what I feel like I'm. I feel like Kramer. You know, when Kramer walks into Jerry's apartment, I feel like that every day after having this cup of coffee yeah. from, that you've encouraged me into. Um, I, I need to share something. Today is going to be a great day. You know, some mornings you wake up. And then you start your day and you know. Oh, there's my diary. I've been looking for that. That's been here overnight. <laughs> um, sorry, Dory. Um, I've got to say, you know when you know a day is going to be sensational? No, rarely.
2: Mm. Rarely mm. do I wake up and think today's no, going to be. You, Come
1: you on, You need back. to get a routine. Up and about. Did you, you make your bed immediately when you get up? You have to. Even your side. So if Jimbo's still in there, make your side of the bed. Mm. Bang, you feel better. Anyway, well, I'll tell job. you why I feel good. Fourteen traffic lights between my house yes. and the station. No, yeah. right? Guess how many. It was a good day. Guess how many I had to stop at out of fourteen. Oh, to know it was a good was day.
0: Was it a clean sweep?
1: Clean sweep. Clean First clean time 14 ever. Green. Fourteen green traffic lights from my house to the car park here. No. Never been done. No. The best I've done is thirteen. Wow. I did fourteen, and I was that excited. I was bibbing my horn mm. as I was coming down. Is this Flinders or Franklin? Franklin. Where it changes its changes, name. Yeah, yeah. I was going down Franklin with one light and it was green. Yeah. And then I was about 100 metres from it, I started be- beeping my horn on my own. So if anyone was driving down Franklin this morning at about um, 10 past five, I apologise. I was beeping the horn and I got through it and I had my hand out in the air like I was on a procession that I'd just done. The uh, I won the Adelaide 500, there Brody Kosteki oh style.
0: Well, you stole... 14 green lights! Talk about glasses half empty over here, though. You stole all my greens. I reckon I got every red on the way.
3: 13, 10, 60. did you get all greens this morning on on the way to where you were? I... Just call me Matthew
1: McConaughey it's because I am green lights. <laughs> Non-stop. That's How real, is that? That's
0: a real niche joke. But... <laughs> 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 if you get it, you get it. Exactly. As if you know, you know is what
2: the kids are saying. Uh...
0: <laughs>
2: uh... if you get it, you get if it. If you get it, you get it. No, that's not a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> Woo. Oh,
0: Green light God, day. I don't have any more coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually. Right,
4: alright, alright. SAFM's Beck and Soda.
0: <laughs> Soda's in a great mood yeah. this morning. Green light. The
1: world light. is a beautiful place. There is no doubt about that. Uh, if you've just joined us, uh, there are 14 traffic lights between my house and the car park here at. SAFM And for the first time ever I got all 14 green lights today So I feel just Amazing I feel magnificent Yes I'm in the running For a holiday i that. <laughs> uh... Um Bing from Anglevale Is on the phone Morning Bing
5: Hey there It's, it's Ding Ding, Ding. Oh like Ding, Ding.
1: Oh, They've written Ding, yes. They've written Bing oh. On here That's oh. okay No big deal um, We'll just call you Bingy Okay Ding <laughs> Hey um, yeah, Ding Got to ask So uh, I got the 14 traffic lights We've asked Has anyone got all their lights today What's happened to you?
6: Now, nah, mine isn't as good as yours. Mine is seven. Um, so I've got six out of seven. Oh, six out of seven, pretty good numbers. Back. Hey, yeah, that's, it.
1: that's good going from where to
6: where? Angerville uh, to Blakeview.
1: Right, mate, that's fantastic. So what's your commute normally take you?
6: Uh, normally like 15, 20. Today it took me maybe 10, maybe less, yeah, I reckon. Oh,
0: nice. wow. Yeah. Hey,
1: yeah. Dean, You, you are going to have a great day.
6: No, nah, thank you. I need, I'm i long long overdue for a good day.
1: What do you do for work, buddy?
6: I uh, work at Osh. I work with little kids. Oh, oh
1: good on you, mate. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what, because I'll tell you how lucky your day is. We've got a great prize for you. We're going to work out. I'm going to get uh, producer Lee. Mm. He's going to sort something out for you. We're going to give you a prize for getting six out of seven, and it'll just show you oh, how great really your day is. I love
6: that. Oh, <laughs> thank you, guys.
0: I don't know how many lights I've got. I'm going to them tomorrow. You
1: need to do that. Right, is it a
0: common thing that people know how many lights they no, have? No, but it needs he? to
1: be. It's my thing, <laughs> it's, it's your yeah, thing, yeah. It's his thing, yeah. well, But then again, <laughs> no, but,
4: <laughs> then
0: again <laughs> but, but Ding does it too. Do I you?
1: reckon, well, there you go, Ding's on it too. Well, Ding and I are on the very far right of the spectrum, which is fine, there's nothing <laughs> to be embarrassed told about. I'll you do that. You need to count your lights, right? And then I work like it more out. Than
0: that. I've got a longer commute from Henley,
1: that's fine. You've got more lights. So, what you need to do, and then every morning you need to check in and tell me how many green lights <laughs> that you've got or how many you've missed, right? Between Henley, yeah. and we're going to do it as a little game every day and feel really oh good about God, it. Oh
2: my God, we got our first game, we're working together get the foremost of to have a game. Yay. I've been mean, waiting for you to call me on the phone on the way in.
1: Is that Lord? This is Lord Greenlight. Yeah. Very appropriate. All right. All right. Okay. Right, we are now,
0: right, every... Can I, can I call you and can say we, I've just got
1: another green? Right, all right, I need to start this. Let's just see if this can take off, oh, right? Yeah. So for all of the uh, early morning family mm-hmm. out there listening mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you, if you're driving around at sort of six, ten past 6, and you are normally listening in to us, yeah. thank you, first of all. Uh, it's very magnificent that you do that. Oh. Um, but I want you to start working out on your commute, whether you're going to the gym perhaps or yeah. going home. How many green lights we can get? See,
0: I've got an issue. I drive past the airport. Very busy even at five, so it's very unlikely Mm. that you'll get a green light because I always get stuck at that airport intersection. Well, guess
1: what? Yeah. Design a new route. Start playing little competitions with yourself. Mm. Keep yourself alive. Live in the moment. Mm. Feel fantastic. Mm. What you start doing is designing a different route. Mm. So it might be a longer distance, but it might be a quicker commute because you've avoided lights. Uh, Yeah. Uh, The phones are ringing. People, (laughs) People are into this. Yeah. This oh, is going to change people's lives. <laughs> okay, I let's no, um, no. let's uh, ch- check the traffic, shall we? I'll tell you what, the roads are. I'm going to write a book called Green Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Darren from Gawler is on the line. How are you, Aaron? How
7: you going, mate? Yep. So, a magnificent day?
1: Oh, Hi. Mate, you're in the running for a magnificent holiday. Please use the word right. as much as you can. Um, right, oh, Aaron, tell us, uh, green lights for you this morning? Uh,
8: yeah, I got,
7: I
1: got one out of three. Right. And so but, three lights, where do you go from where to where?
7: So I go from gola to Golden Grove. Right, you
1: get three sets.
7: Yes, but I can guarantee. Yep. I get. I can miss every single every, every single light by going through the back streets.
0: Mm. Oh, right. You're a back street bandit, Aaron. Mm.
7: Yeah. So I can I can I can have a perfect perfect pass every yep. single morning if I if I wanted yep. to.
1: Okay. Right. So, but that's actually cheating in a way, isn't it? Mm. Because you're bypassing them, Aaron. But I love your thinking, mate. What? Right. Can you give us a call? When you get the three greens, give us a buzz, okay? Yeah,
0: I will, definitely, 100%. So it, was, it was two out of three greens today. Yeah. you Is got two right? out of three. Okay, yeah. Aaron. Okay. okay.
1: Remember, 131060, give us a call. As soon as you get your three from threes, we need you to ring in, okay? 100%. Okay. You go. Good. Yeah, on. You're going to have nice a great way. day, mate. You're yeah. going to have a really, really good day. You've had two out of three.
0: I'm going to have to take a little notepad on my commute tomorrow because right. I'm not going to be able to keep it all in my little brain.
1: We'll be starting every morning with this. Donna, good morning. How are you?
5: Good morning. I got three from three. It's got gonna be a magnificent day. Yeah.
1: But, Johnny, you're in there running for a magnificent holiday too. Three from three. You got three from three, so where did you drive to?
5: I went from my house which is the other side of town to my job. Yep. Um and I went from Bay Road a bit onto the highway.
8: Are you were Mount Gambia?
5: Yes. Right. Um, so Bay Road has two, and then the highway has one. Yep, and they're all green lights.
1: How often, Donny, do you get the clean sweep? Oh, not very often. So you got him today. You know it is going to be a magnificent day, Donna. Mm. It is
0: going to be a magnificent See, day. See, as a pessimist, I'd be like, all no. my luck's been used up no. In the No, no.
1: See, <laughs> Bec, that is the difference in your view yeah. of life, right? Yeah. So Donna knows it's going to be a magnificent day. You're sitting there going, it, you've been given a sign from above that it's going to be beautiful. Oh, you turn I, around I, and go, got, yeah. all, the, all the luck's gone. It is going to be the worst day. It's called a
3: self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I grew up. Down that way, they're probably the only uh, red lights in... Mount Gambia. you so probably got,
1: got them all. Well, well done, you know. Donna. Uh, Luke from Manopara. G'day, Lukey. How are you, mate? Good morning. Uh, back to morning, how are we? Yeah, we are magnificent.
0: Are you having a, a, a good luck on the <laughs> lights this morning? I can not believe I'm asking this question,
1: Luke. Well, guys, I'd like to say I have a magnificent run. Yep. But I can a 100 k's each way to work. And I have a single light, and it's always red. Hang on. Oh, so mate. you drive 100k, your commuters, each day? Yes, yes. Where do you go from where to where? So I commute from Monopara, and yeah. I drive out to Lockheel every wow. day. Wow. And where's the red light? The Port Wayfield, turnoff. Vale turn oh, oh, mate. And you light. never get it, ever? Never get it. Oh, right not okay. Luke? The morning you get that light and it's green, you need to call us and I'm going to give you a prize. And you can't lie to us, okay? (laughs) I I will call you. I listen to you every morning. All right, buddy. Hey, best of luck. We hope that you get that green light soon. Like, the world is a beautiful place. (laughs) See you, mate. See,
0: I'm one of the Lukes in the world. (laughs) You're either a Luke or you're a Soda. Um, I'll
1: tell you what, 100K commute. Each way a day. Yeah, wow. He's driving 200K a day to get to work and home. Mm. That's, that's, uh, you know that's that a lot is. of petrol. That's a, uh, that's a gallery of greats. Absolutely. How far's your commute? Yeah, longest commute. You're doing that on a Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Welcome to the content
4: <laughs> show. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh, my God. Look at these trending topics. Would you like to
0: get into Ed Sheeran's
4: pants?
0: No, thank you. You can. He has donated almost 450 items of clothing, including 149 pairs of boxer shorts, to be auctioned off on eBay to raise money for children's charity.
1: Pre-loved boxer shorts? Well,
0: apparently apparently half have been worn. Hang on. But I don't know how you... (laughs) Do you do it, the sniff test? Hang on. <laughs> Who's got 70-odd-plus pairs yeah.
1: of boxer shorts they haven't,
0: haven't worn? worn? He probably gets sent boxes and boxes of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the garments will not be washed or ironed prior to sell, sold as received.
4: Right. That okay. is a
0: lot of pair of boxes.
1: 140-odd pairs. They're the ones he's giving away. So how many pairs is he oh, keeping? Oh,
0: yeah. So he's got to keep some mm. to get him from... Well, seven days worth Yep I mean, unless you wear them inside out Um, Which reminds me of Of course we do our Gallery of Greats Every Friday 149 Not quite as many As Alicia from Cudlet Who broke our record Beck
2: and Soda I'm a bit embarrassed to say Mm
9: -hmm.
0: But
2: I have 187
0: (laughs) Wow (laughs)
2: What? And they are all Colour coordinated In three different drawers
0: Right (laughs) Three um... drawers of undies I thought it was just the top draw he kept your undies in. But anyway, so uh, Ed Sheeran, 149 pairs, but uh, not as many as our Alicia. Now, we are so excited. Next Sunday night, Robbie Williams is back in Adelaide. He'll be back in us.
1: Well, he's in Australia at the moment, obviously uh, walking around Sydney Harbour yesterday having a fantastic time. Um, Now, did you go to the AFL Grand Final last year when he performed? I did not. Right. He had the pink suit on. It was really, really good. It was magnificent, let's be honest. He's, um, he's a performer. Perf- performance was terrific. I reckon from recent memory, second only to the Killers performance in 2017.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know that crow's fans cannot listen to the Killers now after that.
1: Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, but the thing was, the Killers were great. Uh, Robbie was really, really inspiring, I reckon. And, you know, in fact, actually yesterday he did a press conference hmm. here in Sydney and they were asking him about – because, you know, he's become an AFL grand, an AFL footy fan now. Is he back? He loves
0: Carlton. Okay. Absolutely Carlton loves. Carlton has the sexiest Guernsey, I reckon. When you see celebrities wearing that Carlton, that navy with the – it looks cool. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
1: The sexiest Guernsey. He loves AFL footy that much. This is what he said about that grand final performance.
7: It's actually a musical highlight of my life, those
1: 17 minutes.
0: How good's that? I wonder how much he got paid for 17 minutes
1: work. It's a good point. I mean, he performed at Nebworth to nearly 500,000 people over three nights. Mm. You've been
5: watching the docos so yeah. you're all worded it's up just on Robbie. It's popped
1: up at the front of Netflix. Yep. Networth. the well. number one viewed yeah. show in Australia on Netflix.
0: Yeah. At I haven't yeah. even watched Beckham yet. I can't go on to Robbie till I've done Beckham.
1: Uh, no, we'll put Beckham to the side because yeah. Robbie is next week. So watch the four episodes of Robbie mm-hmm. to get you in the mood for next Sunday night. There and you if you do. are lucky enough to be going to the... The Velo Adelaide 500, you've really got to watch it. And I reckon we're going to get our hands on some more tickets between Mm -hmm. now and then to give away, so do not go anywhere.
0: Rock DJ is my favourite Robbie song since you asked.
1: What about Angels?
0: No, Angels too slow. Really? Yeah.
1: Makes me just Mm -hmm. want to put my arms out and hug Mm -hmm. people. There you go. Kiss them and love them.
4: Oh, god! You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
1: Now, this is starting to happen a little too much. Um, Friends, contact me. And just start telling me stories about you, Rebecca Morse. You
0: don't like it. It's
1: happened again on the weekend. That's why I said to you, what did you do Friday night?
0: So Friday night, it was the Lutheran Care SA uh, charity gala ball fundraiser. And I was the master O ceremonies.
1: Right. Big event. And they do a great, great job at Lutheran Care. Raised a lot of money. Sandy and the team there. And what was the event like? Really good?
0: It was it was great. It was incredible to hear about the work and the clients that they help yep. with emergency relief. So yes.
1: the controversy that occurred for you on that night was what? I I I I thought I did a good job. I oh, know I don't think there's much doubt that you did a good job um hosting and looking after the charity but just in your activity during the evening um no, I, the I, issues I, that you caused did you apologize to people for them?
0: For what? No. I, I wasn't even drinking from memory. I, I, I didn't
1: say you had to drink to cause issues. Um, so uh, a mate of mine had purchased God. a table through work for a bunch of clients, mm. right? Anyway, he said he sat down on his table and he was very surprised because he he rang me. He goes, oh, your, your cohort at SAFM, uh, Beck, was on our table, which was <laughs> unusual. And he said, because... I bought all of the tickets for (laughs) clients and friends and Bet wasn't a part of that. Uh. So he said, he's come and sat down and you're on the table and he goes, oh, hi, you know, welcome. Thanks. This Mm. is where, uh, Mm. what are you doing here? And you're going, well, this is where I'm sitting. And he said, no, I'm not. Were you trying to just gatecrash someone's event? I I started
0: on the wrong table. I got a little lost. I awkwardly also ordered a vegetarian meal, a special diet for my spot.
1: (laughs) This was the issue, he said, because once you moved... Right? One of the ladies there said, I did not order this mushroom quiche thing. So, and cause, yeah. so you have created drama. she's had to. And not only that, <laughs> she was nervous given everything that had happened in Gippsland over the past oh, few months that she didn't want mushrooms. It was a, it was a lovely gnocchi. <laughs> well, I, it was your fault. Is that all you heard? <laughs> she, what else did you do? Well. She had to eat. Some mushroom dish that okay. she had no interest in <laughs> no, because you'd just, stuffed up for everyone just, again. Right, I'm
2: coming clean. What happened? So when I realised I was at the wrong table, mm. I picked up all my bits
0: and pieces, my drink, my glass, my half-eaten bread roll.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, you I took went, the roll. <laughs> took the roll. Well, she didn't mention that she was still hungry because <laughs> she didn't get a roll, but that's something else I'll add to the list.
0: So I thought, I'm so sorry I'm on the wrong table. So I moved one table along mm. <laughs> and I did the same thing again. What do you mean?
2: I sat on the wrong table for a second time.
1: What? So your gate crashed another person's table. I, know,
0: I thought I was on the right one. So they, like, oh, we didn't know you were on that table. Welcome, introduced me, and then somebody walked up and said, "I think this is my table." What? And so, I had to pick up my things again and wander around like a lost nursing home patient.
1: And did you make sure that you told the very kind waiting staff there that also you <laughs> want the mushroom dish? So you stuffed up a second person. They had to eat that instead of getting the lamb rack. And
2: Finally, I found my spot.
0: Like, they had to sort of take me by the arm and guide me. Ms Morse, you're supposed to be sitting here. And I was supposed to be running the show.
1: (laughs) Well, my mate Steve said, "Um, (laughs) can you please pass on a big thank you to Beck for stuffing up one of his clients' meals? He was really, really happy with your work. (laughs) The
4: Hot Mess (laughs) Express. SAFM's Beck and Soda.
1: Well, back the other day, you know, we were talking about ghosts and we had all these calls of people that have been to the Kapunda Cemetery saying that it's really haunted. But you know what? It's not just the cemetery itself. It's the whole town. David Hogg joins us. He runs Ghost Crime Tours and he's a paranormal investigator. Dave, welcome to the show.
6: G'day,
1: how are you? Yeah, great, mate, great. Now, what is it about Kapunda? Uh, As to why it's so haunted,
6: there's no real reason we can put our finger on it. uh, There's theories about the copper in the ground that uh, sets it off some electromagnetic fields around there, but uh, it's just a very haunted town. And how haunted is it? We've investigated at least four uh, different locations up there. I generally have... Members of the public up there come and tell me about things happening in their house. The North Kapunda Hotel is considered one of the most haunted pubs in the world. (gasps) And the town itself is often voted the most haunted town in Australia.
0: Wow! So have you had a specific incident um, at the North Kapunda pub?
6: There's a, a ghost of a young girl in there called Sarah that we've all had interactions with. That's the main interaction I've had in there. Uh, which is good because she doesn't usually like blokes. But uh, I finally finally had some interaction with her one night.
0: Sarah's a smart ghost, David.
6: (laughs) She stays away from them,
0: So what happened with Sarah?
6: Oh, that was the night we had a tour in there, and they were a bit noisy, and uh, someone was holding a thermo camera, and they said there's like a cold spot right next to me. So I put my hand out, and I said, if that's you, Sarah, just hold my hand, and we'll walk away. And as I did that, it was like I put my hand in a freezer. I had this cold sensation right around my hand. I walked down the hall with her, and then it just walked off and the whole thing was caught on video camera at the time. So I'm sure that was Sarah just holding my hand as I led her away. So that, that, that was pretty cool.
0: Where are the uh, ghost hotspots in South Australia besides Capunda?
6: Port Adelaide. It's a very haunted area, of course. That that's because we
0: can't point. win a premiership, David.
6: Yeah, well, yeah, that's on you.
0: <laughs> Ghosts of <laughs> games lost.
6: <laughs> uh, yeah, but so there's Port Adelaide, we uh, we do tours at Old Adelaide Jail. That's where we had 45 executions in there. There's... Uh, no shortage of stuff that's happened in there over the years, and we, it continues to happen when we have tours and investigations out there. Dave, you would have heard so many stories,
1: I'm sure, from different people over the years. Is there anything that's just really made the hair stand up on the back of your neck that you've heard from someone?
6: I, I suppose that probably goes back because yeah, you know, I do probably have heard so many of them now that you know, I can be a water off a duck's back, unfortunately. But I suppose when the first time people were reporting that Lee Power story to us, we didn't know about Lee Power it was just reporting that they heard a ghost of a man moaning along the port wharf and then other people had said they'd seen what looks like an Asian man sort of stumbling along, one mm-hmm. second he's there one second he's not, so that was nobody knew that story until myself and Darren started researching it and found the story that Lee Pao Sung had been brutally murdered right in that spot, that was the time that we made really jump back and say wow there is something to that and uh, it still happens to this day Oh
1: wow, um, yeah that's Freaky. Well, if you want to find out more from Dave, ghostcrime au. Mm. David Hogg, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. No worries. Radio Beck, do you believe?
0: Yeah, I do. I believe there's something something out there. What about you? You're a bit of a cynic.
1: No, no, no. I actually honestly believe. But I've never seen any evidence. Do you know what I okay. mean? But yeah. I, I, I think there's got to be something because you know there's so many, so many different encounters and so many people who actually seem like they're not cuckoo. Yeah, saying I mean, that Bruce
0: Willis, all of those examples in uh, the sixth sense. Hey, that's a movie. Oh, that's a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, right. I want to do this. Can we do this? Yep. Thirteen ten sixty. Give us a call. Honestly, can you convince us that you've genuinely seen a ghost? Because I do want to believe, right? I don't yeah. want this. So I just heard something. But yeah. if you have genuinely had an encounter that you think can convince us, please let me know because mm. I need to find a ghost.
0: You're looking for a ghost. I'm
1: looking for a ghost.
0: We had footsteps in our house for a while. We called. Yeah. The, we called her Mary because we would hear footsteps, yeah. and we were like, "There's Mary." But Mary's disappeared in recent years. Right.
1: Okay. 131060. Give us a buzz right now. Have you had an encounter that can convince us that there really are ghosts? I mean ghosts.
0: We just heard from ghost hunter David Hogg who takes ghost tours and is convinced they are real, has had a ghostly girl hold his hand with her icy hand.
1: Hoggy knows what's going on, (laughs) right? He does. David Hogg knows exactly what's going on from the ghost tours. Right, Lisa from Semaphore Park. We need to be convinced because I really, really want to believe. Tell me, has it happened to you?
2: Oh. Oh. Yes, it did. What was that? I went on the I went on the Kapunda tour yep. and I said to someone I could feel something on my shoulder.
5: Right.
2: And this dude turned around and took a photo. And then when he sent it to me a couple of months later or something, he goes, check this out. And I went, oh, my God, there's an actual hand on my shoulder. It was a three-finger skeleton. Yeah. So I took it back to Kapunda Hotel and they said there was a three-finger regular that used to sit at the bar. Oh, who's, who's passed? Yeah, daddy passed. I just got actual goosebumps, Lisa. Yep,
1: yep. Bloody three-fingered bandits back.
0: (laughs) Kapunda is the ghost capital of the world, and Lisa has just proven it. Can I just say, our phones are going into meltdown. There are a lot of people who have seen ghosts
1: out there. Okay, Yvette from Salisbury North. Yvette, can you convince us that you've actually had a genuine, genuine connection with a ghost?
9: I magnificently can. Oh, um,
1: You're in the running for the <laughs> cool.
9: um, So I had a, an experience with my stepfather in when he died in 2001.
1: Yeah.
9: Um, and I've also recently experienced my husband's father um, earlier this year as well with his presence around me.
1: Okay, so what happened?
9: Oh, um, so my husband's dad died yep um in april Mm. um and a few hours after i could actually feel his presence around me so
1: what do you mean you feel his presence what 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 does that mean
9: like it was cold
1: right so Mm.
2: okay
0: all right right i
1: turn the heating up (laughs) okay rick from air good morning buddy what happened
7: morning guys i've got a magnificent story for you this <laughs> you're in the running girl reformatory out at kapunda yes. was absolutely haunted we would there was five of us one night we all saw this one girl yep she had really long black dark hair and she was wearing one of those old white gown things Yeah. we saw her through a window and seen the palm tree in the background but when we went back outside the window seven foot off the ground
1: hang on so, so re-
7: she was floating outside the window yeah.
1: Rick, the first thing that gets me is bloody Kapunda again. There's something yeah. going on there, no doubt. Um, but, Rick, when you saw her, do you see, like, what we see in movies, ghosty thing, Or does it look like a real, legit person no, you can't see through? No, she looked
7: like a real, legit person because her eyes were evil. Oh.
0: Really? And, Rick, you and your evil, mates evil eyes. hadn't been on the, on the... Nope, there was here?
7: five of us. Nope. We all said we weren't going to drink when we went out there because everyone has told us the stories about the old school girl at Kapunda. So we all went out there sober as, and all five of us seen the same girl.
1: Right, and you saw her good enough to be able to see the look in her face, could, the I eyes and everything.
7: A, I could give the guy that does the picture things, I yep. could give him a detailed description of those eyes because they still haunt me to this day, and this happened 40-odd years ago. Really? Oh, like an identity, identity copy? you could get them yep. to... Really? She scares me.
1: Mate, that's phenomenal. 40 years ago, if you saw her now, you'd pick that it was her?
7: Yep. Wow.
1: Oh, gosh. Rick, All right. You're getting me close to the edge of believing. <laughs>
3: there you go. Seriously.
1: Nice All right. Keep your calls coming. 131060. Taylor from Woodcroft, what would you see? Um. So I have this
3: little girl that used to stand by my door side. And yeah. then believe unbelievable in my house. And then one morning, my brother woke up after having a really bad night, Sarah. We asked him what he saw. And he said, I saw the little girl walking down to Sissy's room. And then I've now moved out of that home, so I don't live there anymore. And one night, my stepdad was getting snacks out of the pantry. Yeah. That's his late night snacker. Yeah. And he heard clear as day, are some of them for me? And he stood around thinking, well, it was my brother. And the little girl was standing right next to him.
1: Oh, my God. So yep. Taylor, you one hundred percent believe? One
3: hundred percent. Like it's, and now my brother, my middle brother, sleeps in that room and
0: has seen it too. Oh my god! You need to find out if a little girl died in your house.
3: It's I'm shaking talking about it because it's so crazy.
0: Right,
1: um, look, we have to get the news, but yeah. I'm taking another call. These are too good. <laughs> okay. yeah, They're sorry. News right. we'll, we'll has to wait a minute. We'll, um, we'll
3: play Alpha Bucks, So call for that. Yes. But keep calling with right. stories. Okay, Jane
1: from Hope Valley. Right, Jane. What happened, Jane?
5: Uh, I was very sick and I had pneumonia and I saw my dad in the in my bedroom wearing his trench coat and his hat that he used to wear to work yeah. all the time. And then I saw my mum in my lounge room. I was sitting there all by myself with my staffie. She was looking by the sliding door and she kept looking and I looked and there was my mum standing there with her hands on her hips wearing her dress that, that she used to love wearing with tulips all over it. And she was standing there smiling for 10 minutes. Wow. Really? And also, I used to work at a nursing home, and there used to be a rumour about a little girl that used to walk around. Yep. And I could swear, I could see her as plain as day. She was wearing a white dress, all laced, you know, with the lacy socks and the old fashioned shoes, just yep. looking at me and smiling and walked off.
0: I okay. think some people are more attuned to it, Jane. Sounds like you've got a bit of a... The Sixth Sense.
3: Connection.
5: Connection. Yes, um, I reckon I have, but, yeah, she really scared me. Right. And when the resident's saying, uh, can you tell the little girl to go away, I'd walk in there and I'd say, hey, can you just let the residents sleep? Yeah. And about three days later, they would pass away.
1: Oh, oh no. Thomas. Get out, Jane. Oh. So, Jane, you 100% believe.
5: Yeah, I really do, and it's magnificent that I do. Oh, you're in the
1: running for the holiday. So Rick Taylor and Jane, you can hear in the voice the conviction, can't you? Right, we're going to keep these coming. We're going to get the news. Sorry the about the time, home everyone. Killer. Thirteen ten sixty. Let us know. We've obviously got Alpha Bucks coming up, but let us know these stories. They are. Uh, I've got hairs on the back of my neck up. Jess from Morford Vale I need to be convinced. Jess, um, what did you see and how did it happen?
2: Well, it was the most non-magnificent feeling in the world. <laughs> Waking up in the middle of the night yep. and being pinned to the bed. Not being able to move, looking around, and I could see in the corner, up in the on the corner of the roof, a little girl, probably five or six years old, just staring at me, laughing her head off. As in, like levitating? Yep, just levitating in the corner of the roof. She was like clinging to Come the roof, on. looking at me. And <laughs> no, this I, is I, like I'm a not movie. A believer, and that just yeah, um, that yeah, was
1: really freaky. So, just how how long ago?
2: Uh, this was probably about 10 years ago, 12 years ago.
1: Right. And so you're lying in bed and you, what you felt like you were physically being pinned down, but there was no yeah. one near you.
2: There was no one in the room. It was just me and I could not move at all.
1: See, so this is the bit that I get like, how can that actually happen?
0: Like you I just have to suspend all rational. I know. I know. And
1: just when you saw this little girl, like, were you scared or were you? Yeah, yeah, okay. I just,
2: my heart was pounding. It was just the worst feeling I've ever experienced. Ooh, okay, wow. there's another one.
0: Carrie and Christy Downs. What is your ghost story? Okay,
3: uh, when I was a kid, we lived in a haunted house. Um, it built up slowly, Mm -hmm. but so it it got to the stage where one night we're all sitting in the lounge room, a glass flew across the room, hit the wall, slid down. Half an hour later, it just shattered, exploded. Uh Later on, my mother runs out of her room screaming. She's woken up in the middle of the night and can feel someone in bed with her. She thinks it's her boyfriend. She's turned around. It's not her boyfriend. And then... The person disappears, but they've grabbed her hand. She's out of bed. She's raced out of bed. On her arm is a burn on her arm in the shape of a handprint where it grabbed her.
1: Come on, Kerry.
3: I'm not kidding you. Did you see the burn? Yes, I saw the burn. That's the only reason I I could believe it. I was like, "Mum, you're dreaming." She rolled up her top and showed us the burn.
1: Wow. (laughs) This is freaky, man. This is freaky. Oh. Uh Oh. Brittany's on the line. And guess where Brittany's from, Beck? Kapunda. She's from Kapunda. Brittany, uh, do you live in the spookiest town on the planet just about?
3: I absolutely do.
1: Right. Now, Brittany, can I ask, how long have you lived in Kapunda? Uh,
9: Over 10 years now.
1: Right. And is it pretty common amongst everyone there that they know this is spooky, this place?
9: Yeah. Everyone has a story.
1: Right. What's yours?
3: So I was driving out with a girlfriend on the dirt road to the cemetery one night. Uh, it was very late. The car started sliding. We were driving very slow, so I was confused. The car was going a bit out of control right near the gate. I looked up in the revision mirror, and there was a girl with dark hair, wearing a nightie, sitting in the back seat of my car. Oh, my I turned around, and she was not there.
1: <laughs> Come no. on! Um,
2: look at my hair on my arms. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, seriously, Brittany, <laughs> the hair on Beck's arms, so she's showing me now, he's standing up. Hang That's on. Freaky. So were you petrified?
3: I was terrified and I am the biggest skeptic ever. That just that turned me. That made me believe there's definitely something else out there.
1: So you 100% believe?
3: I 100% believe now. Oh
1: my god. Oh, wow. This is freaky. <laughs> thank, um, you. thank you Brittany. Hmm we are going to get to Kapunda.
0: Seriously. We've got to drive past the cemetery. Oh Leave them in peace.
1: Dakota from Salisbury. Okay, Dakota, have you had an experience that you can convince us that these ghosts are
9: out there? I've got a pretty good chance. Okay, let's um, go for it. I, I used to work in a candy store in Queensland that was really w- well known for being haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to work alone and I've had pots thrown at me, hot bolts thrown at me. I've been working and I've looked over and the jug has literally turned on and started boiling right next to me. <laughs> I've had a bin slide around and smack me in the leg. I've had what? the door fridge, the fridge door open there's been noises in the front when I've come in and as soon as I've put the alarm code in and walked out the noises scattered. scattered. Um, banging on the front door, the alarm going off when the door is closed, figures standing in the cameras and when you walk out there to check what's happening there's nothing there gut-wrenching feeling, it so, really is. <laughs> Dakota, are
1: you like a ghost magnet? Has this happened so many times?
9: Um, I have experienced, I'm pretty open to that stuff in my life, yep. um, but in this particular job, mm. the owner, the business owner, uh, sorry, the business owner's husband, yep. all of the staff members, they've all experienced this sort of stuff. They had a medium come out and um, they did conclude that there was two spirits in the place. A young girl and an older man who was part of building the building that died before it was finished, Right, I think was what they came up to. But, yeah, really gut-wrenching experiences. Right, so,
1: Dakota, check 100% you believe.
9: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Righto. Thank you so much. That's
0: not a job that you want to work in for long. (laughs) Victoria uh, is calling from the Southern Flinders Ranges. What's your ghost story, Vic?
3: Hi, we, uh, uh, by the way, love you guys, love your work. Thank you, uh, <laughs> uh, We were doing a paranormal investigation at the Adelaide Jail, and yeah. we were using this spirit box. And uh, we used the trigger object, like, with a cigarette, and we stood it up on its end, yeah. and we kept asking the ghost, do you want a cigarette, do you want a cigarette? And, you know, five minutes, nothing. And then the cigarette, like, went over, and I, I said, oh, look, I was joking, and I said, the cigarette... You know, uh, the ghost knocked it over and then clear as day across the spirit box came a voice that said it fell over and I didn't want it anyway.
1: (laughs) So, Victoria, are you like a ghost hunter?
3: Uh, I've done a few investigations with people. Yeah, it's really, really interesting.
1: And what's a spirit box?
3: A spirit box is like, it, it looks like a radio and what it does when you turn it on, it just goes across all the bands of um, radios, so you don't, re- it doesn't sit on a station, it just keeps scanning. The theory behind it is that because it's got that energy, spirits can use it to talk through. And uh, yeah, I've heard some amazing and very, very freaky things on them. So yeah. Mm.
0: So you clearly believe, because you're out there actively looking for them, Vic.
3: Yeah, but I also live with one, so that's okay too.
0: What a ghost.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Is it friendly? I live
3: in a 113-year-old house and I have a ghost that that lives in the house with us. And, um, yeah, her name's Elizabeth.
1: Right. Well, Vic, the good thing is at least the ghost you saw at the jail didn't want to have a dart. (laughs)
3: No, it didn't. It clearly didn't. Want no. Just
0: quit. Well, Maybe it was like waiting for a vape.
1: Um, to everyone that has called in this morning, thank you so much for your calls. They're uh, still
0: coming. The calls are still coming.
1: We've had a full board of calls for the last hour. Um, they're phenomenal stories, Beck. We need to go to Kapunda.
0: No. Yes.
1: We've got to sort something to Kapunda. out. Kapunda. Come on, we've got to go to Kapunda, okay? We've no. got to sort some sort of event at Kapunda. No. Come on, let's become ghost hunters.
0: I'll go to the pub at Capunda.
1: Yeah, because there's ghosts in here. Yeah, head. but yeah. I'll just sit at the bar. Right, we're going to go ghost hunting, all right? I don't know how or what we're going to do it. We're going to find out. We're going to go on a ghost Very hunt. Very no, All right. No. No. I'm I... going to find a ghost for you.
4: This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. News reader M is in
0: with some of the things you need to know today. Morning. Good morning. What do we got, M? What's happening?
3: Well, the ANU... National Dictionary Centre have picked Australia's yes. Word of the Year.
1: Right. And it is...
3: Matilda!
4: Oh! Wow! Yes, off the back of Matilda Mania,
3: wow.
1: right? ANU—that's um, National Australia. University or something—is yep. in Canberra. Yeah, right. So, what are they? What's their, what's their little group called? Is it like the Dictionary, the National
0: Dictionary oh Center. Oh my god! When I grow up, I want to work at the National <laughs> Dictionary Center. So fun! I would you, love that. You're being
3: serious, too. <laughs> I'm totally serious. You would I would genuinely
0: love genuinely that would dictionary. You? I love oh, words. You would and it's—you'd
3: like this beck. It's singular, plural, or tillies.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, so they're hedging their bets. Yeah. Right. Um, and is it because it was used so much, or it just became such an important part of our vernacular?
0: That's right. Is that right? Yeah. Mm, vernacular.
1: Isn't that amazing? Are you, oh, you're <laughs> <That> getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Bex's juices are flowing. Um, do you know it's interesting, isn't it, that that team has had such an impact oh. that it's become the word of the year?
0: Mm. I wonder if it's based on Google searches as well, because that would yep. be top on the Google search as yeah, well, wouldn't it,
3: Matildas?
1: how many kids do you reckon how many girls will be called Matilda now we need to check that out Mm. in about 25 years we're going to do a (laughs) Longitudinal study and find out how many girls were named Matilda during so this time. <laughs> Don't worry, man, I know it floats your boat.
2: <laughs> and it ain't you.
1: <laughs> Tell you what it is though. It's my wonderful use of the English language. Yes, it is. His grammar as well. would um, be like, talk dirty to me. I go right. Anything that's got more than three syllables is gonna take this woman to heaven.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Vernacular. Super califragilistic
0: XBLI advice Oh, that is a manufactured word. It okay. does not count. Oh, all right,
9: <laughs> we well, really what shut that down. On <laughs> so the um, an Aussie study has found seven hours of sleep is the ideal time
3: that adults should sleep to maintain good health. Not eight anymore. Not eight. It's always eight, and it's very um, specific that yep. an hour before or an hour after can negatively impact blood pressure and heart health.
1: An hour before, like
3: seven and an hour. So So if you do
1: six hours or eight hours, can be bad. Yeah, seven's your sweet spot. That changes a lot, though, doesn't it? Is this? I
3: think it was always it was eight for a long time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, like a liter of water, ten thousand steps, eight hours sleep.
1: Uh, is that the golden trilogy? I don't know whether any
0: of those are still the same. Right, only one liter
1: of water a day. I thought
0: it used to. It used to be a liter, or eight glasses. Right yeah, and it um, seems to have all changed. Seven hours is not really enough for me. I'm no. pretty I, I only get about six or seven, but I'm, as you know, foul daily as a result.
1: <laughs> I don't think it's the sleep issue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: there's probably a whole lot of other factors that are involved in that. How many hours do you normally get in?
9: I think probably around seven.
1: Yeah, me too. I reckon my seven. But eight.
0: it's the broken sleep, particularly all the new mums out there. It's yes. like you might string together seven or eight, but it's that broken sleep of waking up to a baby or.
1: Isn't the best sleep though? Like a nap during the day.
3: Well, no. What they say: daytime naps, irregular sleep patterns, and unfortunately, as we know, night shift workers.
1: Yeah.
3: Not good. Surely, I would have thought
1: a daytime nappy. It, it, the Europeans have been doing it for centuries.
0: I think it's if you nap for 20 minutes. All these stats. I don't know. If you nap more than that, yeah. you're very groggy. Mm. Do you know what
1: I reckon one of the most blissful opportunities in life can be if you're fortunate enough to be able to do it? Um, is if you actually put, well, there are a few things, <laughs> but if you put your, you are able to put your pyjamas on during the day, not just have a nap, but actually fully kit pyjama oh, style no. and get a proper sleep.
0: No, then you, no, that's too confusing. That's for how your I body. treat myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. Today's a me. boxer short day. <laughs> no. Get them on and get under the covers, big boy.
4: You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda.
1: Beck, can you smell that? Oh, did you do it again? No, we're talking burning rubber. <laughs> we're talking fuel. We are talking the Vano vale Adelaide 500 next weekend. One of the best events that we have here in Adelaide. And right now, the competition championship standings are very, very tight. The man leading at the top that could take the championship mm. next weekend is Brody Kostecki. From Coca-Cola Erebus. Hello, mate. Welcome along to the studio. Thanks
8: for having me in here.
1: Great to have you here. Mm. Mate, now obviously this is pretty big. So next weekend you can actually knock Shane Van Gisbergen out of the park and be the champion.
0: Oh, that was my question. Oh, go for it. Go <laughs> on, you ask her. Go on, Beck. Yeah, the ge- the juice, the Gisberger. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I guess there's a few ways to pronounce it. I probably wouldn't use that one. <laughs>
1: Uh, Brody, I might ask uh, the driving questions here. Yes, you and Shane are going head-to-head.
8: Yeah, yeah, we are going head-to-head. So, yeah, it'd be nice to beat him. He's, um, he's sort of buggering off next year, so it'd be nice to beat him yes. before he leaves. Absolutely. Um, now, essentially, you're leading. If
1: you've uh, got the race on Saturday and the race on Sunday, if you get it Saturday, you could nail the championship.
8: Yeah, hopefully. So, yeah, I think there's 131 points and there's mm. 150 points on offer per race. So, yep. um, yeah, well, if uh, if I win the race on Saturday and he finishes two spots behind, I believe that's, um, yeah, the championship done. So... <laughs> Um, there's still a lot to play for, still a yep. lot that can happen. So yeah, but I, I, I'm excited to be here next weekend.
1: How are your nerves building up to this?
8: Well, I don't really have any. I just, Good. I love these trophies that they yep. give out, so I would like to win two more. Mm, of
0: we've it. got it in the studio. It's very shiny.
8: Yeah, it is very, very shiny. <laughs> yeah.
0: How are my contributions? So wow!
8: It's <laughs> 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 Bro, did you know it's very
1: shiny?
0: Um, can you can you give me any tips on parallel parking?
8: <laughs> I thought yeah, I was gonna, I was, I got, I, I did get briefed that uh, you were a bit of an average driver, so. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll be honest. Brody. Um, Beck, essentially, her driving's poor. Her parking is horrific. Um, and we're not even talking parallel parking. We're just talking like driving into the car park downstairs. I'm serious. You nearly hit the pole every single time and you have hit it a few
8: times.
0: Yeah. Pole position.
1: Okay.
8: <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, there are some tips with parking. Oh, to be honest, I just sort of park wherever.
0: You just pull into the pits. Yeah,
8: I'm a I'm a bit of a loading zone type of guy.
0: <gasps> you park in the loaders.
4: Yeah,
8: well, I I used to have a, a you know a white van, and I live in Gold Coast, so yeah, um, it, it sort of fits right, and you just turn the hazards on and park it there for a, for an hour, and you come back and it's still there. <laughs> um, gross. what's your daily drive? What do you got? A white van. <laughs>
0: You're a supercar driver, and you drive a van. Yeah, and all I,
8: I have. I have just uh, received a Silverado for my dear friends at oh, Lancaster uh, GMSV in uh, New South Wales. So, yep. but um, yeah, I was in a in a white van. So, but uh, yeah, that was uh, quite convenient. In the Gold Coast. Are
1: you like a white van? Are we talking like a fruit and veg delivery van? That's it. Really? <laughs> yeah, that,
8: that's what I heard, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny about it?
0: Because you're a rev head, like car you would have grown up loving and worshipping cars to get to where you are now.
8: Yeah, it's a bit like oh, I, I do I do love my cars, but you mm-hmm. know, to me it's just a vehicle that gets me from <laughs> A to B, so I didn't, really uh, quickly.
1: Yeah. Well, I love that. Um first car you ever owned, what was it?
8: Um, I haven't actually owned a car yet but uh the first car I got I got given to uh I got leased was a BA Falcon it had a front bumper was missing so right Yeah the famous uh Jimmy Stone uh, from Stone Brothers Racing yeah. gave, gave me that car it was the it was a dollar car from Ford so <laughs> yeah but it was it wasn't very nice
1: i thought you'd be just getting around in some sort of hotted up beast just tearing up the gold coast
8: nah if anyone's willing to give me one but yeah uh, yeah that'd be great but yeah i'd probably can't afford one <laughs> to be honest um bro we are very
1: very excited because obviously the race is back here in adelaide for the second year in a row and every time you guys come to town you go you know what adelaide is the best event now is that a legit claim
8: Oh, look, Adelaide used to be one of the season openers, mm-hmm. um, you know, as, as we all know before it got shut down and, and now it's the season finale. So it's like it's come back sort of bigger than ever, um, you know, than what it was before. And it's such a fantastic venue and the, the people really make the event here. The atmosphere is always really cool. So, you know, it's great to be back here and I'm glad the season finale is here and hopefully um, I can bring home a championship. <laughs>
0: Brody Kostecki, <laughs> we can't wait to see you here for the of Adelaide 500. Good luck. We hope to see you uh, celebrating in style. <laughs>
4: SAFM's Beck and Soda. Six to nine weekdays. SAFM.